I'm Dr. Greg Winteregg, CEO of the Private Dentist Alliance. I want to talk to all of you students out there today who are wondering what your future is going to be like as a career in dentistry, as an assistant, as a hygienist, as a dentist, where is this profession going with the rapid increase of the DSO movement? I'm here to tell you the PDA is going to help you and I want you to become a member today. It is free. Now, why should you become a member? You're gonna get weekly video updates from me and you're gonna get regular updates of our newsletters from the Alliance on exactly what is happening and how we are going to help preserve and protect the private practice of dentistry. Now to me, the most important advantage is you are going to get access to our job board. What is that? Our private practicing members all have access to our PDA job board, which means if they have an opening in their private practice of assistant, hygienist, doctor, front office staff, they're going to be able to post it. And you're gonna be able to check up regularly. And as our membership grows, we're gonna be covering larger and larger territories across the United States. If you are looking for a job in any position in the office of a private practice, you need to become a student member today. It is free. Go to www.privatedental.org and become a student member today. You're gonna to love your benefits. Do it now. It's your boy, Matt Havis, back at it again with the Dental Student Vibes Podcast, and we have a hot and fresh episode out for you guys right now. This episode is starring Daniel Stallworth. He is a pre-dental student that just graduated from UCF, and he's also been a dental assistant for the past 14 years, so he's definitely put his time in, he's put his efforts in. He's looking to get into dental school, and he's picking our brains to see all the things that we know that we could try to bestow upon him to help him give, get an advantage to get into dental school. So we hope you guys like this episode. Tune in and make sure if you guys have any any of your own questions that you shoot them our way on our Instagram at dental.student.vibes. We love to help. We love to answer these questions. All you guys got to do is shoot them our way, and then we'll get those answers out to you. So until next time, this is Matt Havis signing off. Welcome back to another episode of the Dental Student Vibes podcast. I'm Seth Kalish here with Matt Havis, and today we have a very special guest, Mr. Daniel Stallworth, the man from UCF on his journey to <laughs> dental school. Daniel, how are we doing today? I'm doing good, brother. How are you guys doing? Good, man. So Go Knights, by the way. <laughs> go Knights. Charge <laughs> on. Wait, are, are you guys really the, the champions, the world champions? No. No? Uh, we're, the, we're the champ. I graduated from there, and I don't even think that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, before we get started, we're so we're, we're Alabama. Okay. Say it again. Do you think we could have beaten Alabama that year? No. <laughs> <laughs> my, that's my point. <laughs> I don't know what kind of pixie dust got on top of UCF, but <laughs> I need some of that. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. So Daniel's joining us today. Um, we're going to be talking about pre-dental mentor. We're going to be answering uh, Dan's questions. Uh, we're going to be talking about our services, everything like that. And I know Daniel is really, really motivated. One of the most motivated guys I've met. Uh, he was also my mentor when I was a dental assistant. And he taught me everything that I'm teaching. The, you know, I'm teaching students right now the impressions technique that you told me. You know really? that, right? Dead serious. Dead serious. How's your impressions coming out? Uh, they're good, man. They're good. I, I swear. But like, also like 
managing the patient is doing is so much different than the than the uh, mannequin, you know. So, but like when yeah. we get to the the patient, <laughs> it's like yeah, every patient is unique, and you gotta accommodate them. Right, for real. For real. <laughs> so, Dan, give us a little background about how you got to where you are now, and then we'll talk about your current situation in the application cycle. Uh, right now, um, I just finished UCF with my uh, spring term. I graduated. Um, Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Unfortunately, I got a. You guys want to see it? I'll show it. It's it's terrible. I wish I would have walked. I got a congratulations letter. That's all I got. That's still great, man. That's still great. Hey, frame it. <laughs> yeah, for real. My brother got the same one. He graduated this semester as well. Oh man. No, man, it's been a long journey. Um, a lot of uh, working, a lot of schooling. Just got to make sure you have great time management. Um, it is doable, um, especially now as new majors come out. Uh, for all the students out there that are not aware, look into the new major called Interdisciplinary Studies. Um, very accommodating. Basically, a lot of it is online. Uh, the only thing is you do have to fulfill all your prerequisites for dental school. So obviously you do have to go to uh, some of these classes that are on campus as far as all your sciences. So it's very accommodating. That's how I finished my, uh, my bachelor's. I went from, uh, what is it, pre-health science, and I switched it over to um, interdisciplinary studies to finish my last credits because I already had all the prerequisites for dental school. So my only issue now is, like I was talking to Seth, uh, my GPA right now is at a 2.8. Mm -hmm. I'm not at a, I'm not at a 3.0, and what I'm trying to do is boost it up to a 3.0, uh, which is what Seth recommended, uh, but also trying to take the DATs and submit my applications as soon as possible. But my my issue is if I submit my applications now, schools are going to see my current GPA of 2.8. And automatically when schools see that, they automatically more than likely nullify your application and toss it to the side. But it, but unfortunately, my resume speaks for itself. I mean, I've been in the dental field, I think, going on 14 or 15 years. So the experience is there. Unfortunately, I was young, grades were not that high, and it, it, my GPA just was terrible. And to boost it up has just been a mission. Right. And so, yeah, you, you bring up a good point. When it's under 3.0, that's usually like a cutoff. That's kind of a filter for a lot of schools. But the way that I've seen a lot of people get past that is, like you said, uh, post-bac classes and then also taking a master's degree, right? And so you said that you're gonna you're thinking about doing something along those lines. Um, right now, I'm trying to take several classes at UCF. Um, unfortunately, with this whole pandemic, um, the College of Graduate Studies at UCF has been backed up, so it hasn't allowed me to take classes for the summer term, which I've been on them for the last two weeks to resolve that issue. So, if uh, students are not aware, once you graduate UCF, it's not like you can continue. Uh, taking classes. You do have to go through a process of signing up again, of taking uh, non-seeking degree uh, classes. Mm -hmm. uh, so just make you guys aware. 
because a lot of students weren't aware of that. I wasn't aware of that. I thought I could just log into UCF and continue taking classes since I was a student already, you know? Right, exactly. Okay. Um, so one of the other questions that you mentioned when we talked previously was, um, you said, once you finish the spring term, should you jump directly into the DAT, into studying for it? So is, that's what you're doing now, right? Right now, yes, I'm studying. Um, right now, I'm, I'm doing a DAT boot camp. It's very good. It's, um, to be honest, um, it dumbs it down completely. So, if like myself, I haven't taken chemistry or orgo in like three years. Mm -hmm. So it's a complete refresher. I, I don't remember a lot of it. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. Um, but this 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 service that uh, Ari, I believe his name is, right. um, yeah. provides is amazing. Um, it breaks everything down. So somebody for like myself, I know Ari has a schedule um which i just started uh to follow because i i didn't feel strong in my chemistry and orgo so i went ahead and did a chemistry and orgo on my own and when i finished it i said all right let me go back and let me jump on his schedule his 60-day schedule and i'll go from there mm -hmm. exactly and right. i mean it's definitely very important to um, maintain a schedule you know you got to stay organized with that or else yeah. you'll fall behind um, so what's your whole uh, DAT process that you're going through besides DAT bootcamp? Have you tried anything else? Um, I had used the DAT, what is it, the DAT destroyer, I believe mm -hmm. it's called. No, um, you recommended to do the DAT bootcamp. And once you recommended, I just jumped off the DAT destroyer and I just got onto DAT bootcamp. Um, I read a lot of good reviews. A lot of people are telling, uh, are writing that DAT bootcamp, it's a lot harder than what the test really is. Mm -hmm. So you become uh, overprepared. Mm -hmm. Right. That's good. That's a good thing. I can speak on that for myself. I use bootcamp to study. And when I took the exam, it was like layups compared to some of those questions. Yeah. Um, Bootcamp was, yeah, bootcamp was, uh, it was tough. Like, I remember some of the hardest questions that you can answer, like, I, I, at least when I took it, this was years ago when I took it, I think I took like three or four years ago, mm -hmm. four years ago, actually. And when I took it, it was, it was tough. Like the practice exam I had, one of the questions, like I said, like 6% of people answer correctly. So that question would be like thrown out in the exam, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like in a regular, you know, DAT basic, like boards exam, but I, so I would use that honestly. What do you? Uh, what would you say are your strong subjects for the DAT versus your weaker subjects? Like I mentioned, orgo and chem are my my hardest subjects. Um, quantitative, uh, what is it? Think uh, reasoning. Reasoning, <laughs> right? Math is my strong suit. Reading is my strong suit. Um, so that's why, like I said, I started with orgo and chem. You know. Nice. Very nice. To, to go over it on my own to refresh myself. Um, I didn't want to follow the schedule because I, I don't think it would have been any benefit to me. I wanted to do it at my pace. And then once I went over it once, then go through the schedule. Nice. Okay. Um, I get what you're saying now. What about yeah. the PAT? How, was, how, how do you feel about that? I haven't taken the PAT. PAT I haven't taken. Okay, you got to get on yeah, that. Yeah, you got to, that's important. Yeah. I mean, it's not, that's a practice. And yeah. it's really, that one, it's just about the tricks and the little techniques of how to do each one of the sections with him. Yeah. Because okay. there are specific, specific, like you can do it, 
uh, without knowing the techniques and you'll score one way. Once you figure out like this is like a method of how to like mm -hmm. keyholes, there's a specific like way like you draw uh, certain things and mm -hmm. there's a specific way that you do it and it will increase your score by yeah. a ton. Like okay. for the angle tests and everything like for that section, it's I guess it's one of those things where you kind of just have to do it like and it's just repetition and you kind of just start getting an eye for it. Like okay. my eyes develop to do it. Like you start seeing individual, like like little idiosyncrasies about each angle, and you're like, okay. okay, this one looks bigger than this. So I would just recommend for that. I just did a lot of practice. That was my highest section when I took the exam, okay. and I practiced my butt off to to get good at it. Because when I first did it, I scored like a 16 because I didn't even think like, oh yeah, you just take the section. It's kind of like a whatever thing. Yeah. But there's tips and tricks you gotta, you really gotta do. But yeah. boot camp, I for me, I could speak for myself. Boot camp prepared me very well right. for. For the PAT, and you have access to the uh, uh, PAT generator, right? Yes, yes, yeah. So there you go. And they didn't even have that when we took it. Yeah. So now they've got the generator, and that should really, you know, give you a lot of practice. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about your scores. So when you first, did you start out with a first like practice test, just kind of see where you're at? <laughs> let's talk about that. Uh, let's yeah. talk about. Um, when I first took the chemistry, because, you know, you want to see where you're at and, and how you're, where your level of knowledge is. Man, when I first took my chemistry test, horrendous. It was a four. It was a four. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, um, after going through chemistry, um, I took it several, I took it three times and then the fourth time I scored a 17. Awesome. There you go. So, so you've taken it four total times now, correct? So they have four, they have a total of 10 tests. Right. And you've taken four of them. Of the four, the last one, each time I have increased my score. So the fourth one I have gotten a 17. Cool. So, so I, I suggest you know, make sure you mark down questions. The great thing about BAT Bootcamp is that you can mark questions that you're not sure about, and you can always go back to it. Mm -hmm. You know, um, that's a big help because a lot of times some of the things I know, some of the things I don't know, so I mark it to go back and review it. Mm -hmm. You know, make sure you take down notes. If you don't still understand it, make sure you have, you got YouTube at your disposal, you have Google at your disposal, use them. The tools are out there, the, the knowledge is free. It's just, you got to look for it. Right. True. So how long are you going to do these tests for? How long have you been studying now total? Um, Orgo and chemistry, Orgo and chem, I've been doing now for about three or four weeks. Okay. Um, and literally I just got on um, RE schedule. Right. Okay. So I'm trying to double up my days. I know he has, you know, bits and pieces every day, but I'm trying to double it up. Gotcha. Okay. So, I mean, that, yeah, that's definitely the right direction. Um, what is your final plan? Like, so one of the things that we recommend a lot is uh, try and get all the tests done and then also try and do like at least the first three or the first four tests on repeat. Like I've done it several times. You think you okay. can manage that? Um, I can. Um, my final goal my end goal is at least of the 10 tests, I want to score at least seven of them over 23, 24. That is my goal. Um, and time management. Right. 
you know, time management, learn how to eliminate answers that has nothing to do with the questions um, mm -hmm. should help a lot. Um, right now, it's just me trying to process the question and complete it, you know. Right. I can only tell you, it's, it's stressful, but once you get it down, I mean, it becomes a lot easier. Mm -hmm. So how are you doing with, because you're talking about time management. I think time management really comes into play uh, with QR. So how mm -hmm. are you scoring with the QR? Uh, my very first test, I believe I had a, what was it, a 12? Mm -hmm. Right now, I'm sitting at like a 19. Right. Very nice. Okay, so you, you, all that matters at this point is that you're improving and going upwards. Now, it's time to break the barrier of the 20. Let's get past that, right? Right. So that, um, that's the next goal right here. That That is the next goal. Um, how do I get to the 20s? Man, it's just, I, I you try to think of other ways and and you just procrastinate you just see problems and you freak out you're just like oh man what do i do because you know you're on a time crunch and you know the minute that the time is over with that's it uh, you can't go back to it um my whole thing is which it's helped me a lot the reason i've been improving my score is the minute i see a question that i don't understand and i don't know if the dat's you can go back questions yeah you can that, my my whole thing that I've been doing now is if I don't know the question in the first five seconds, I'm on to the next because all you're going to do is lose time. So you might as well just answer the ones, you know, and then if you have about 10 minutes, 15 minutes at the end of everything, just go back to the other questions you don't know. Review them. Shoot. If you got five questions that you didn't know and you can at least answer two, right? Two is better than not answering five, you know? Right. What And that's almost exactly what the case was with the QR is you cannot believe how similar the QR in DAT bootcamp is to the real thing. I was like shocked. Mm -hmm. I was like, I've done this so many times. It just and then I finally, yeah, I just took the test. And so you recognize you're like, okay, um, this one's going to take me a little bit longer. I'm just going to skip it and do all the ones that take like, you know, 30 seconds. And you skip, you skip the, those ones, you still end up scoring pretty high. What might help too with getting the DAT test taking mentality, what I learned was I did, so I kind of went backwards. I did PAT first because of how bad I did the first time. And I, was, I just wasn't happy with like my score because it's such an awkward section. It's so different than anything you've ever done before. So okay. I, I looked at it as a challenge of let me get good at that first. Okay. And that taught, I guess innately, I didn't even realize it was doing this. It taught me time management because they give you like ballparks of how long you have for some of these questions. I, I, it gets to like, I think the angle bisecting question, I, I mean, at least when I took it, it was like nine seconds per question. Oh, wow. Because yes. Yeah, so, so there's like, you have nine seconds to answer one question. So you had to get fast. So if you could answer one question in nine seconds, you, 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 you sort of kind of like apply that, mm -hmm. you know, to a different section. So if you can try that, as you said, you haven't really done much of it yet. Try it out see what you think and maybe you'll pick up on it. And, and some people are just, they just pick it up and then they're just naturally good at, good at it. You know, like one section I struggled in and then another section, I like once I figured it out, I was like, okay. And I started getting all those right. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So, and then it kind of, it's a confidence booster too. So capitalize on your strengths. Just know that like, think about it like, like this. Sure, you, you're not gonna be great at everything. At least, well, some people aren't, but if you are, right. you're blessed with it. But 
if you, so let's say that you're really good at one thing, use that to your advantage. Tell yourself, okay, well, I'm going to crush that section. And then that'll make you feel good in a section where you're, you struggle a little, you know what I'm saying? And it kind of gives you a boost. Try right. doing that. That's what I did at least, because there are some things where I just struggled with. And then other things I was like pretty good at, like the, like the block counting section. I was good at that. So I use that kind of like to get me through like the keyhole thing. Cause I was kind of, I struggle with that. Okay. Um, how did you guys manage um, biology? Um, any recommendations? I, for me, I feel biology is just straight facts and memorizing. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. So here's the thing for the biology, go through a hundred percent. If you go on the ADA or ASDA or whatever website it is with the old exams, um, go through that. And then when you, uh, you, you can't do exams without reviewing it, right? So if you go back and you're reviewing it, any question you get wrong, write it mm -hmm. down on a flashcard. Absolutely make sure you do that. That's mm -hmm. crucial. When I was uh, done, I had legit like a like a 12, maybe 13 inch stack of flashcards, swear to God. And um, I would go through it like, because I, I told you I studied for three weeks for like 10, 12 hours a day, every single day. And I would start out for like an hour and a half, just go, running through the flashcards because there are some of the exact same questions or the exact same topics on the actual test. So that's number one, right? Yeah. Go through the old exams. Number two, go through, they still have the, uh, the what is it called? The Cliffs, the Cliffs Notes or? Yeah. Right. So go through that one. Don't like memorize every single detail. Maybe just like the, because uh, when you go through biology, see the section that in biology that you're scoring low in, then go through that. But I, I promise you the highest yield uh, technique you can uh, approach this test with is taking the practice tests over and over and over. Uh, start out, like you should be taking a practice test every single day. Okay. You should be doing one test every single day. And then okay. you can go back and review it. That that might take like five hours, six hours, but yeah. you need to do that. That's so crucial. And then you can go back and do individual sections. And the more times that you do that, like I promise you that will help you. Because it's yeah. not just the material, it's also your test taking skills. Mm -hmm. You almost get robotic with it. Like I did so many practice, practice exams that by the time that I stepped into the exam, my body like went into autopilot. Like I have like almost like blacked out during the exam. And I came out, I was like, oh my God, like my, my score pops up. Like, here I am. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't remember myself taking the exam. I really don't. Like, yeah, like if you just draw, like I drew a blank and then I just like came to it and I finished the exam. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I'm a, you know, that's just like what happened with me because I did so many exams. It's kind of like just repetition. Like it's just another day. Right. You know? Right. So Dan, one of the other questions, um, I'm looking through your, your questions right now. One of the other questions you had for us was, um, what should you do about the application timing and also the taking the DAT? Should you wait to take the DAT till you like really study for it or should you just submit? So one of the things that I was recommended to by an advisor back in the day was get your DAT done. You know, you might have a 18, 19, whatever, submit it and then, uh, Submit your application, your dental school application, and then after that, send an email to um, all the schools that you apply to and say, hey, I submitted my application. However, I'll make sure that you know that um, I'm taking the DAT in whenever, right? In August, in, in September. And then, so they'll have your application on file. Then the second you take your DAT the second time, go and back and email them again and say, hey, here's my updated scores. Uh, 
do they still do the printout? I think they do the printout when you uh, walk out of there. So take a picture of that and put it in uh, an email and send it to them because okay. you're going to be scoring higher. Mm -hmm. So you want me to, so you suggest taking the test once, submitting those scores, okay? Let inform them that I'm taking the test again. Right. And then that you will be, that I will be submitting the scores at a later time, the second scores. Yes. And then make sure that the second that you walk out of the test, take a picture of that paper and send it. However, let me throw a disclaimer in there. Um, obviously, make sure the first time you take it, you're not still bombing on the practice test. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like you, you got to be at a good, at a, at a decent point. Like mm -hmm. you should be getting 20s that, on. Back to my issue. When I submit, my GPA is not where it's supposed to be at. I, I, I mean, that's that's my only downfall. Like, right. And that's a, that's a thing a lot of students are facing. So your um, post-bac classes, and then have you considered applying for a master's degree? No, no, I haven't. Because no. they have one over here in Tampa at USF. That's one I did really good. Um, it kind of just like funnels you in too. Yeah, because a lot of schools mm -hmm. have sort of these pipeline programs and they uh, they kind of, it's like a feeder program, you know, and, and a lot of students who take the master's go directly into med school. And they're okay. very successful too. Like all of our uh, master's school students in our class excel on the books right like they they do very well in the in the coursework right because the courses are all on campus oh they have at least i know for usf there's a girl who's uh one of our clients for pre-dental mentor and she's taking online master's degree okay she actually has to go in one day a week like on fridays or something for like an hour so okay i might have to look into that yeah we need to boost my GPA. I wish everything started backwards. Like, hey, look at my resume. Don't look at my GPA because my four, <laughs> 14 years of experience speaks a whole lot, you know? Yeah. But you know what? I'll tell you one thing. Um, when I got on the phone with some of the schools, um, I informed them that because I had already applied and then I told them like, hey, I was a dental assistant for the past six months. And they're mm -hmm. like, oh, really? That's a big deal. And then that was like on a Friday. And then I got a call on the Monday and they were like, congratulations, you know, I swear to God, it was literally like that fast just because of that conversation. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Um, so but this wasn't, this was a phone call. This wasn't even an interview. No, this, I had already had the interview. I already had all that stuff, okay. but like, I think in your case, cause they love like hygienists and dental assistants and everything. And because you have so much experience, I think that kind of sets you apart. You're like a little bit more of a unique uh, prospect, like clinically spe speaking, like you'd be top of the class. Like we have a dent, we have a what one or two dental hygienists in our class. I think one, one. Yeah. And her work is impeccable. Like yeah. I've seen her work, and yeah. she does like great stuff. Like she just picks up on it, I guess, because she just she's been in the mouth that she's seen it all or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? So same thing for you. Like you'd have, you and know, you know how to talk to edge. patients. You know that's yeah. a huge yeah. that's a huge deal. It's, so it's, 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 pack all that in. It's different when you're working on a patient versus yeah. working on Dexter, you know? Uh, when uh, when there's the tongue in the way and yeah. the, the foggy mirror and... Also, yeah. Dexter doesn't talk back, so... Yeah, Dexter doesn't talk back. Um, and, and, and then you just, you know, you got to learn how to manage your patients and everybody has their own thing and mm. it's fun. <laughs> sure. 
All right, Dale. So, what other what other questions do you have for us? I know you asked a lot of questions uh, beforehand. What what else are you thinking about all this stuff? Um, letters, letters, letters of recommendation. Right. Okay. What do you suggest? All right. You definitely have access for getting your letters of recommendation from um, any of the dentists that you work with. Okay. Easy. Right. Um. So I would. I'm sorry. Any certain amount. Uh. Every school has a different number, so that's okay. going to be it's going to be according to that. I think I had a total of five Same. letters, Same. either four or five. It's usually only one dentist, but they want more academic. So um, your classes from this past semester, just email the professor. Just do it. Just be like, hey, I got an A in your class or whatever, and I, I am applying to dental school, and we actually have a template that we can send you. And it's it's perfect. And I actually did that. I, I drove up to Tallahassee to my undergrad FSU and I, I walked into his office. I was like, hey, I just drove here from Tampa and uh, I got an A in your class. Would you mind writing me a letter of recommendation? I'm applying to dental school right now. And you know what he did? He did it. And that was like. I had I had taken his class like three years prior. He didn't remember me whatsoever. It, I mean, that, that's good and everything. So when I applied, I had five letters, two science professors, one non-science professor, and then two okay. dentists. So I looked for quality and in my letters. So for instance, I'll give you my, my, my dental ones. So I went to my dentist that I grew up, like he's my pediatric dentist, but he, you're a patient for life. So he still sees us or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Him. I've been shadowing him. Like when I got into dental school, we took a picture, like all this stuff. You're so proud of me he wrote a letter and he let me read it. It was one of the most heartfelt things I've ever read. Like I was, I almost started crying that he would say kind things like that about me. Like it helps when they care, but let's go to like, like professors now. So I had one science professor that I was cool with and she wrote me the letter and she wrote it with me. And she's like, I'm going to write it. If you don't like something, I'm just going to take it out. And I mean, that happens. And the letter was phenomenal. The second letter, I got an A in the in the woman's course. And I was just like, hey, you mind writing me a letter or whatever? And she's like, yeah, cool. And she just wrote me like a cookie cutter generic one. She probably got off Google or something. Right. So, but I, I didn't have anyone else. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and but but my other letters. So like my business um, professor, I took one finance class and I had him write me the letter. And I would I went to his office three hours a day. Every day we talked business. We talked everything finance, planning, and everything. Like I'm financially somewhat financially literate right now because of this man. And he was a brilliant, brilliant guy. So, and he really took the time and he saw, I gave a crap. So we ended up uh, like clicking really well and he wrote my letter and he sent it to me and he wrote a very, very nice letter. So if you can find, you know, and you don't have to use the same like format where you have like two science um, and then one non-science and two dental, dental, you know, but, but try to have quality letters. Okay. So well, these letters, they go attached to your application when you submit. Um, right. That is my assumption. Right. And so a lot you have of your application, you have your letters, you have your score. All of that goes as a package to the school. Yes. Everything is through AdSAS. And so you okay. sign up uh, through AdSAS, mm -hmm. make an account, do all of that sort of stuff. And it will walk you through and we'll walk you through as well. Yeah. You, you have a, you're at an advantage because we both went to UCF. UCF has, it's called a letters packet service. And okay. you submit the letters to the pre-professional society and they automatically send the letters for you. Okay, that's so awesome. You can do that. So all, right. all you got to do is just get the letters to the pre-professional society. Okay, and they send it out. 
Yep. Yes. So they send out the whole package for you, your scores and everything. Yes, it's all electronic. It's, yeah, it's called a letters packet. You could, I, I'm sure you could Google it or like search it up on right. UCF's site, and they they consolidate it all in a one place, and then they send that file over. Right. So you're not missing anything. Okay. Let me mention two more things about this. So first of all, um, most professors will not want to write you a letter. Um, they'll be like, "Can you write the letter for me?" Swear to God. And also, they will also um, show you the letter. Hey, is this okay? They will show you what they wrote. So first of all, be able to write a letter for yourself and mm -hmm. make sure you that like you brag in it and all that sort of stuff. And um, make sure that like you know you you say hey, you do it kind of uh, cautiously, kind of read how they're mm -hmm. responding, but say hey, if you would like. I can also give you a pre-written letter or I can provide you with more information. When you ask for the letter, one of the things that we recommend is provide your resume with it as well. Okay. Okay. And that's another thing that we offer with Pre-Dental Mentor is help with the resume. Make it a beautiful resume. Yeah. I know you've got a very extensive one. So. <laughs> I want to bring you like a whole receipt. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like a CVS receipt. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Are you guys planning on doing any specialty or... Um, so we right now have kind of gotten the vibe that, um, there's, there's a, there's a movement towards specialist or I mean, uh, general dentistry, like super GPs, general dentists that do everything right. Cause think about, um, smile direct club. It's kind of throwing shade at, at orthodontists, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So even though orthodontists still have to do those crazy difficult cases. I mean, I mean, you got GPs taking uh, CE courses to do like easy class one cases, orthodontics, you know, but yeah. then so it's kind of like pushing the orthodontist aside. Right. Uh, but here's the thing. So because of COVID-19, that is a total game changer, total game changer. Things are shifting like crazy. And now. Um, we do a lot of reading about the current state of the industry, and it seems like there definitely is a market for specialists because think about endo. Like endo is all you could consider most of an emergency, right? Yeah. Most of the time. So like, do you think they're getting affected too much by it? Maybe not as much as a cosmetic dentist. You know right. what I mean? So what do, what do you want to do, Dan? Um, most definitely I want to try to specialize. I mean mm – -hmm. All I know is ortho is not that I don't know general. I know general, uh, which brings me to a point. If I can do ortho and do certain CE classes to do class one cases, orthodontics, I'm fine with that. If that means if that um, saves me two to three years, because a lot of these uh, programs for specialty for ortho, they're going to uh, board certified meaning three-year programs. They want to see cases finished. So they're wiping out a lot of these two-year programs. Right. So, it's changing, man. It really is. So if, if I can be a general dentist and do some sort of ortho, whether it's Invisalign cases, um, class one cases, I'm fine with that. That's, right. you know? Yeah. It'll, it'll, exactly. It'll be a lot of class one cases. Um, and I think that, you know, you're smart by already thinking ahead. You're not even in dental school yet, but you're already thinking ahead about residency. And that is a crucial thing to kind of visualize, you know, have a vision about where you want to be. True. You know? um, 
what else can I ask? Um, how does this whole interview process happen? Um, once I submit, how long does it usually take for me to hear back from the school? If you guys are considering a student. Okay. Awesome question. Submit, get the secondaries. Hopefully most schools will give you a secondary because, eh, you got to pay some money for it. So do they make you, money off of it? I don't know. A secondary. What do you mean? It's literally a secondary application. If they, if they like your uh, application, it's a secondary and it's just more essays. So that's one of the other things we're going to help you with is we're going to help you with these secondary essays. And now, you know, okay. So you, you write a personal statement, right? Right. Which I got mines. I have mines already saved. I have mines on. Cool. Perfect. And if you need help with that, we'll help you with that, of course. But now the secondaries are going to be uh, questions specific to the school. So I know there is one in Arizona that said um, that was asking about like, you know, uh, the Indian reservations. Is that something that you would be interested in? Like that sort of thing, you know? So because that's one of their outreach programs and that's one of the a big focus of a lot of dental schools is outreach programs serving the underserved community. Um, that's in the secondary. So we're going to help you uh, tune your essay. They're, they're, I don't know, what is it, like 500 words or 750? About, something like that. Something yeah. like that, but they'll have like three questions. Mm -hmm. And the key to that is, the key to this whole process is timing. So you got to get that submitted, boom. Like get that done within the week, send it off. Some people ASAP. will wait like months right. to do it. Yeah. And the other thing is I've got a, a nice chart that I'm going to send you and it's going to be for all your secondaries, how to keep track of them. Cause dude, you will lose track oh immediately God. and you will lose track of like when they're due all, all this sort of stuff. Okay. The worst thing to do is like in your application process is like count yourself out because you messed up. You know, you didn't get something submitted on time. You didn't pay for something on time. That's just a waste, honestly, in the application cycle. You know, like, I, I mean, I, I'm the type of person where like when I was applying, the day came out is the day I did it. Okay. You know? That's, and it helped because then I could sleep well at night. I, I had a, I had a, I, I learned a saying, he, I don't know, no, you never met him uh, by a orthodontist. He goes, there's no time to waste time. <laughs> there you go. I like it. There you like go. It. That's it. So, but, all right. So yeah. let's get back to your question. So that's the, that's the step before the interviews. Now, most schools start around September with the okay. interviews. You'll have your first. Okay. That's a good point. I'm sorry to interrupt you. What yeah. are you doing now with this whole pandemic thing with interviews and everything? How do, is this getting pushed back? What are you guys doing? That's a great question. So a lot of um, schools are going to have their own individual way of doing the interviews. And okay. it could be on Zoom. Um, obviously, a lot of schools like to do this kind of, uh, they, they do different sorts of things. Some have group interviews, some have one-on-one, -on -one, some have two-on-ones, some do uh, some sort of hand skills activity, all that sort of stuff. So, okay. and it, it's kind of unfortunate um, because you, a lot with the interview, you get to take a tour of the school and that's, you don't think it's that big of a deal because you're just like, just let me get accepted somewhere, yeah. you know? But I'll be honest, like it, it does make a difference. One of the other things that, uh, you can think about during your, during this whole process with the interviews is um, like if you're waiting for the interview, you can put in some other letters and it could be like a letter of intent, that sort of thing, kind of to just like ping the admissions and say, hey, I'm still here. I'm still waiting. 
Yeah. So that's something else we're going to help you but with. It, I, I got a, I got a letter written yeah. and I'm going to send that to you as well. It shows you're serious too. Yeah. Like you, that your interest level is pretty high. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, here. And they like that. They like to see the interest. Right. Yeah. Um, how long is usually interviews for once you go in? It's an it all goes day until, are you, are you saying like the actual, when you walk in the school or like how long are they offering? If you're in front of the person that's interviewing you, how long is usually that, that interview and how intense does it get? Um, so some of them are like, uh, if you, if you're fortunate to have a good interview, you'll just be chit-chatting like you and I are now. Yeah. I, I, we've had those interviews. I had an interview like that in a school up north. Um, literally, the lady's just sitting at the desk, sitting on top of her desk. I'm just sitting in the chair. We're just talking. She's like, Seth, Seth you know what? I, I really like you. I hope you get in here. And I'm like, <laughs> she said that. Like, it's it's it can be that informal. Mm -hmm. Or there was another school where there was, uh, I think it was called MMI, multiple mini interviews. And you okay. had, there would be a timer and you have to walk into every single, like these different rooms, shut the door and you have dental interviews. <laughs> yeah. You have 90 seconds to answer a question and then you have to walk out. Oh, wow. And so that one was intense, but like the one, I don't know, like I just didn't get a good feeling from that, but like, it's like some dating. Yeah. Some schools yeah. do that. But other ones. Um, I don't like you. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. But so like, we'll, we're going to help you with that. We're going to do mock interviews. Yeah. We have a list of interview questions. We're going to record an interview just like we're recording right now. We'll make it super professional. And like, it'll be according to the different schools that you get interviewed. Yeah. To. And we'll like, we'll, we will watch body language, everything just so you can, because you speak 66% 60, of what you say is with your body. So we right. watch body language, make right. sure that what you're, you're projecting yourself well, because they're going to pick up on that as well. Right. Okay. So. And just another thing to throw in there, if you do do the interviews on Zoom, well, boom, there you go. There's a great example of you practicing on Zoom Definitely. for your interview. All right. Um, what other questions do I have? Um, this whole pandemic just threw a wrench in everything. So a lot of those is just branching off of other questions as far as the whole pandemic that's happening right now and interviews and dates. Has any dates changed for you guys as far as starting uh next year's uh courses or anything uh, that you can think of or everything's still on time not for us we necessarily but there are other schools that are cut short for some things definitely so it's very unfortunate that certain, that happened certain schools are starting their d1s in january now in january not that, even said is that true wow that's crazy yeah yeah, my okay. roommate's fiance told me that. Okay. Yeah, so I know, make sure that you check. Um, they changed de dates for like DAT. Like the, I think they extended a lot of things. They extended so, yeah. it. I know they just started allowing, uh, if not mistaken, people to take the DATs just recently. Uh -huh. Okay. So I'm still with, I'm still within the loop. Um, I hope I can take it by before the end of August to test. That is my, my goal. Mm -hmm. um what else are you guys able to work how do you guys manage that i know i've heard it god knows how many years now oh i can't work this and this how do you guys survive how do you guys manage manage what exactly like just being in school 
school is time management, a lot of time management, but more of your like financial stuff. How do you guys manage that? Um, We get a lot of student loans. that's that's a big key budgeting obviously yeah you you could try i mean it's tough to work we have uh i know of one girl in our class she works at Publix. Mm-hmm. i don't know how she does it but she works at Publix. um now, why is it so hard what what is the issue that you guys can't work i mean does the school not allow it or is is just packing so much information with school that it doesn't allow you right because we have to go to class for like you know, most of the day, like you have to be like present like and then other like other schools, you know, they do it on Zoom or whatever. Right now we're on Zoom as well, mm-hmm. but you have a lot of stuff to do because not only are you studying for academics, but you also have to go and you, you legit have to drill. Like you got to sit you there for practice. like five, six hours and drill plastic yeah. teeth. So you got to like, I've been in that classroom. There's like a whole row, like, like sections yeah. of all the yeah. students drilling. I've been in that room. That's, that's pretty cool. cool. Yeah, but it's like it's one of those things where you go to school all day and then your day starts when you're done with class because then you got to study the material you just learned for the day. You got to study prior material. You might have an exam soon. You got to practice if you have a practical coming up. You know okay. what I'm saying? So it's like you're busy. You know, usually like your break is made if you like to work out, you go work out, study whatever you do. You know what I'm saying? No. So, how much time? Your first two years are more so your science courses and things like that. Right. Now. Is this a quick, uh, I'm going to move the laptop a, a little bit. Is that like a quick review or is it more like um, extensive stuff that they're going over? Yeah, it's, it's, it's extensive. It gets, yeah, it gets in It depth. gets deep and like you get into, especially you, you start with like the sciences, like usually the first thing is like anatomy mm-hmm. for a lot of schools, but okay. then you'll get deep into perio. Right now we're taking uh, temporomandibular disorder. That's one of like the most difficult subjects. We're taking the, the second level class. Um, we're going to get into hospital. We've already taken like perio oral surgery. We're done with all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Now we're in like hospital dentistry, geriatrics, all those sorts of things. We're in the, the final, like the end, but most of our, the end of um, the curriculum is like hardcore clinical. Yeah. So you're okay. drilling on patients. Yeah. But your first year is usually based on sort of, yeah. yeah. But, but is that like really in depth or... It's what just, do you mean by in-depth, like how detailed-oriented they are with that? Yeah, or is it it's just like a broad overview of, let's say, chemistry or orgo or whatever, or biology for that matter? So it's, they don't really just go, like, give you a chemistry course per se. It's kind of like they give you, like, pathology or they'll give yeah. you, like, some biochemistry. Right. But it's all it's not like, okay, this is an alpha helix. Like, they, they pertain the biochemistry more towards, like a healthcare sort of right. mentality. Right, it's all applicable. Yeah, it's all, everything is applicable to like the body and everything. Like you're now, you're a healthcare profe- pre-professional. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Right. So like you're professional students, so you have to learn healthcare about the body and stuff like that. So that's how they apply it. Right, so like an example would be like, uh, what is uh, a lack of vitamin C cause and which protein does that affect? Okay. And that would be a biochemistry question yeah. because what is it? Collagen. Right. You remember what kind of helix collagen is? Isn't like a. It's like, isn't like an alpha. <laughs> isn't it a super helix? A super helix. It's like the alpha helix. It's an alpha helix, but it's yeah. like a triple alpha right. helix, right? And so, and it like right, vitamin together. C, scurvy, and then it makes your gums bleed. That's what scurvy, and then your teeth yeah. fall out because of the tissue. The collagen is not inter- interlinked yeah. properly. So that's a biochem question. But I mean, yeah. So that's how they run it. It's I, 
it's much more applicable and you'll you'll enjoy it more because you're like oh i hate you know whatever subject but it's about the body so you kind of enjoy it more like histology they're not just going to give you like oh this is a prokaryote like they say okay this is the type of cell you'd find in this part of the body so all the stuff that you've done in undergrad now we're it's kind of a repeat of that a little bit if you've taken the same classes Mm -hmm. but now it's applicable to dentistry yeah you know like you need to know this for this reason because it causes these disease states exactly like that's that's just how the basic sciences work. And then they give you like a mix. So you'll have like your basic sciences and they'll give you like a dentistry course, like, I don't know, like dental anatomy. So you could be taking, like for us, we took an, like gross anatomy and dental anatomy at the same time. Okay. Okay. So you're learning about like the muscles and I don't know, the chest. And then you're learning about, you know, the muscles in the mouth and like the teeth, whatever. So. Right. Now, now, back to, back to uh, once you apply, you get it, if you do get accepted. Talk to me about the transition as to, all right, I, I get a letter today. I'm accepted. How First soon? thing, have a party. Yeah. There you go. Celebrate, I, I, baby. Yes. Let's go. I partied harder when I got my dental school acceptance than I did when I graduated from UCF. Okay. So. Man, you know, I, I just want to get in, man. I just want to get my foot in the door and finish. You will. You yeah. will. I mean, you sit, I sit there sometimes at the dental office and I'm just like, man, I wasted so much time. I've been here like 14 years. Yeah. Half the time, the dentist, they come right out of school and they're asking you questions. So you're like, come on, dude, you just finished. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't, I shouldn't be helping you. You should, right. you know, like, come I got on. You. Um, but, but listen, that's going to, you know how valuable that is once you're in dental school? Like but telling you, Dan, you're gonna be you're gonna be on top of things. You can't, you can't come in. You can't come in with some sort of ego. You know, you got to keep it humble. Right, no, 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 you no, can't no. come in like, oh, I know it all. I've been in the field for long. You know, you got to come in with an open mind and make sure you absorb all the uh, knowledge that your professors are giving you. You don't want to come in there, Mister Know It All, because that's that's a huge turnoff. You know. Yeah. No, that's a that's a the awesome way to look at things. The best thing that's, that you can do good. is help others yeah. you know that's the number one thing you can do with all this knowledge that you have but you I, I look at it like this you're at a good advantage because you don't have to like you know patient positioning you know all the stuff you've been inside the mouth it's all normal it's a way of life to you you know what yeah. i'm saying so by you doing that you're not learning all the little bits and pieces that they're learning now you can like dive deeper into what they're saying right. you know what i mean right. and you can pick up on the extra things that nobody else is really learning because they're still trying to learn the basics Right. You know what I mean? They're trying to get used to having saliva on their gloves. And you're over here, you have it 24-7. So now you're focusing on the little bits and pieces and the tidbits that are going to make you above and beyond. It's going to elevate you. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's what I mean by, you know, you're at an advantage. Um, How? I don't think I, I touched on the – I was leading to the question and I got off topic. So once you get accepted – how soon do you guys make the transition as to like housing and things like that? What, what do you, what do you guys suggest? Um, so we actually like most schools make a Facebook group. So number one, do you do it for your class? Like, yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Actually like we make them for the next class and then people get like invited or they like find it. Right. Okay. Exactly. And so reach out to other people say, Hey, do you want to be my roommate, et cetera, et cetera. There's a whole list of resources. Every school's got it, like local apartments, houses, whatever, um, places to live. That, trust me, that is the easy stuff, you know? Do you yeah. guys, I mean, I'm assuming you guys are roommates, right? 
He lives no, down the street. No. Uh, two of the other guys on the podcast are actually my roommates. I basically live here, though. I'm here all the time. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you might as well bring your, your right. pillow. <laughs> Just get some bunk beds. Yeah. What is it? You stepbrothers? Yeah. <laughs> so much room for activities. <laughs> we got a hockey stick holding my bed up. <laughs> That's my uh, drum set. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Great movie. Um, so is there opportunity, because I know I, I, I hate to sound like I'm old, but is there opportunities where you can just live on your own? Is that even possible? Absolutely. Yeah. This is like, this is not undergrad. You know, you do whatever you want. Yeah. You are a, a postgraduate student. You're going to, you're a doctorate student, you know? Okay. So you do whatever you want. Um, they do have like on-campus housing. Of course it, depends on which school that you go to okay um, but one of the guys on our podcast he lives alone he yeah just doesn't, he yeah. likes it he's clean I can, he likes I, i'm just thinking i'm like man i don't want to be living with a roommate where he just wants to party every week while i'm just trying to get from studying in yeah 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 but listen the other thing is there's ton, there's like married with children in yeah. every class every we single have, class. we have the full spectrum we got 21 year olds and then we've got like a full like in a, in a class two uh things with two classes uh, before us it was like he was like 50 something yeah oh like wow kids yeah yep. like his kids are yep. like our age he was a lab tech for yeah. 20 years he's a lab tech like he could have been in dental school with his kids oh like, wow they could have, yeah they could have been like classmates together because yep. he was just so old but you get all different walks like we have a cpa in our class like we have two cpa two cpas oh wow so, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, how do you guys you know? How do you guys work through with students that, you know, you got to pick up their slack? Does that, do you find that happening or everybody's usually on, on their game? I'll tell you what, like once you're at this level, um, everybody is like trying to hustle. Not too many people are trying to slack off. Um, and, you know, if there's somebody that's falling behind, it's not by their choice. It's because they need help. And you know what you do? Dan, as, as an experienced student and as an experienced dental assistant, you help them out. You know, that's what you do. You help out everybody that you possibly can. Okay, that's great to hear. That's good. Um, what else? I know I'm gonna come up with other questions. It's all good. Go for it. So yeah. let's talk about let's talk about you and your brothers. So what's what's up with your brothers? Um, my youngest brother is actually catching up to me. He's almost he he's almost done with his bachelor's as well. Uh-huh. Um, then the one that follows me is behind my youngest brother, but Mm -hmm. we are, um, possibly all going to take the DATs all at the same time. Really? Okay. We're we're all going to take it all at the same time. It's, it's three of us. Um, what do you suggest as far as, do you suggest somebody applying even though they're not close to finishing their bachelor's? Or there's definitely students that well, so how far like it's for sure gonna be how many semesters left? Do you know? Probably there's students that apply to dental school as juniors. Okay. He has about I wanna say about a year and a half left. Versus my other brother, he might have I wanna say maybe two terms left. So it would have to be they would have to have a record of their of their degree before they matriculate into okay. dental school. So they have to graduate for sure before they matriculate. So whatever cycle lines up with that, and usually matriculation is like 
summer, right? right. Summers, fall. You just kind of have to figure that out. Yeah, it's uh, on a school by school basis. So right. they also have you have to make sure they have their prereqs done as yep. well. Yeah, um, the youngest one is just about done with all his pre uh, prereqs. Um, I think what's left is Orgo two and Physics two, mm -hmm. but he will be done with that. Yeah, those so, are the tough ones. Hopefully, he does well with that. I don't know how he does it. He works full time and he crams five classes in, and the kid is killing it. Oh, wow, man. that's Good awesome for him. So he and, and he works in a dental office. All, all my brothers work in a dental office. Awesome. <laughs> like taking over the dental field. You guys are gonna start a group practice, and yeah, you're gonna that's, you're gonna run that's the plan. Central Florida. They're gonna monopolize Orlando. <laughs> that's yeah. the plan, man. That's the plan. Uh, just got to start little by little. Uh, have you guys done have You guys haven't done any outreach programs yet, right? Uh, there's all sorts of stuff. So all, all schools um, have like basic like days, like there's like give kids a smile, you know, just like free dentistry days and you mm -hmm. can volunteer and do stuff like that, right? Um, the outreach programs though, every school is different. Everything's different between every school. I just said that. But some will do like different clinical rotation sites mm -hmm. and you'll go all around the country. Some of them you're there for like a year, you know. Now, do schools help you once you graduate? Um, I know you have different companies like Greenberg. They'll come and they'll check out the de uh, graduating dentist and they'll talk about their company. Um, that I do know. But do you do they support you or help you in any bit or way if you want to set up like uh some type of outreach program because that's what i'm big into i want to do something like that that's a that's a good question i think i think it would vary on the school yeah it, it depends on the school um i think you're so so tell me more about the outreach program that you want to make um i want to i want to do stuff for people that can't afford dentistry you know right. um yeah. not only here but you know, go to other countries. Uh, there's a lot of poverty. There's a lot of kids that can't see a dentist. You know. Right. Right. So, a lot of schools will have. Uh, there's there's lots of programs out there, and you don't have to be part of any school. You can you can be a dental student. You can be a dentist, and you go with the program uh, to whatever countries. Uh, another. another but I want to uh, set up my own. I want to do right. You right. Know, that's going to be, I think, more of a business venture for yourself. You know, it, it really just depends what, what kind of deals you make with people. But I'll tell you one thing. When you get through dental school, you get through all the years. We're only we're D3s now, right? We're just starting our third year. But the amount of connections that we have made, the amount of networking we've done is absolute. We cannot follow up with as many leads as we have. I promise you. Like we have so many connections, we reach out to so many people in all areas of dentistry. So I guarantee you, if you're a hustler, like I know you are, you're 100% gonna be able to do it. Yeah. Now, I know Seth, you were collecting teeth at the office. I've seen a couple people do that prior to you and I never bothered to ask, What is that for you to take to school so when you need a model to start drilling on, you have teeth? Yep. So we've, we've got these plastic uh, typodonts, right? Yeah. And that's where we do most of the drilling. But uh, you'll also see, um, you know, the little uh, sterile cups that you with the mouth rinse, right? Yeah. So you take mounting stone, pour it, put it into there. Then you place the teeth and you, you, and you have the three teeth and you have them contacting. And then you drill on the tabletop. 
And I actually did that with Dr. Barrett before I left for school. And we were doing endo, me, him, and Cameron. And we were doing endo and like, oh my God, that was the most exciting thing ever. You know? (laughs) So, but it's good because you get to see what the teeth are actually like. Because the plastic obviously is not the same tactile sensation as it doesn't cut. It doesn't cut the same. Do you you guys recommend for me to start collecting teeth now or not? I mean, you've got such a great. access to all that sort of stuff yeah. i wouldn't worry about it too much you can honestly just when somebody pulls a tooth just put it in your pocket just save it yeah. for later yeah also I, I have a listerine bottle <laughs> yeah i have a listerine bottle and it's full to the top and i've yeah. never used like half of them yeah so like they, they told us to collect a lot of teeth and then uh-huh. we didn't use nearly yeah a fraction yeah, of what they they wanted they to the next student that didn't grab teeth yeah exactly that's that's what we did that's what we did 100 percent I came in with zero teeth. Did you really? I didn't have any teeth. There was one time where uh, they were like, I had, baby tooth. I had my baby tooth from like 20 years yeah. ago. <laughs> like, the, I remember um, they were like, oh, here, we, we need 10 teeth brought in tomorrow. I don't have any. So it's got this jar, like, he's got a jug, like, multiple. Something from like a yeah. horror movie. It was, it was all from Dr. Lawson. Like, yeah, so <laughs> we're in his kitchen with like, like forceps picking out good teeth and he's, he's got some for everyone so yeah definitely i mean get some teeth oh, and artery like how much for four teeth you need like oh, people do that. <laughs> oh you could yeah people people look to like trade like oh i need a canine oh you got a good premolar let's get, do the old flippity flop for real, That's what they for real. Do. <laughs> oh nice that's funny that's funny what is up guys it's your boy matt havis and we're back at it hope you guys enjoyed this interview with daniel stallworth pre-dental student from ucf he just graduated He's been in the field 14 years, but it's not stopping him from becoming a dentist. This is what he wants to do. He's setting his sights on it, and he will achieve it. So if you guys have any other questions pertaining to this topic, whatever it may be, follow us on Instagram at dental.student.vibes and shoot those questions our way. We'd love to answer them. We'd love to get these answers out to you and anyone else who may have the same question. So until next time, vibe on. Attention pre-dental students. Over 12,000 applicants each year apply to dental school. Out of 67 accredited schools in the United States, an average of only 90 students per class earn the privilege of acceptance. As former applicants who struggle through the rigorous ADSAS process ourselves, we understand the hard work it takes to be one of the lucky few to get accepted. That being said, we are happy to announce that we are now offering pre-dental mentor, a program designed to give back to the dental community and give you the best chance in getting accepted to the dental school of your dreams. Our brand new pre-dental mentor program includes a team of five coaches who have all been a part of the AdSAS application within the past three years. Pre-dental mentor offers essay reviews, mock interviews, resume editing, secondary application editing, DAT prep, a personalized schools list, and an application checklist. To pre-order, slide into our DMs and get 30% off before June 1st. Contact us at dental.student.vibes on Instagram or email us at dentalstudentvibes at gmail.com. We only have 25 spots, so sign up before it's too late. We sincerely thank you for your support over the past year and are extremely happy to have the opportunity to give back. We were just in your shoes not too long ago.